Hey everybody, it's the Dynamite Show. Paul Fontaine back again alongside Jeff Hawkins. And uh, we are live on the Fight Game Media YouTube channel. Also coming at you on the Fight Game Media free audio feed. Uh, if you're watching, please make sure to like and subscribe. And uh, and if you're uh, not already subscribed to the Fight Game Media YouTube f- or uh, free feed on audio, please make sure to do that as well. So, Jeff. So, Paul, yeah. How many- how many timeshares are you now a part of? None. It's okay. Not, it's not anything like that. It's oh, no, it's, no, no. I know. I, yeah. I know what it is. It's, it's, it's but you nailed it. Like I mean, you knew more <laughs> about Laughlin than I did. I listened to the show, and uh, I mean, it was. I, I said on Facebook, it. I, we were the youngest people on the plane. Um, it was probably eighty percent full, like about one hundred fifty people, and uh, like not a non-gray hair to be found, other nope. than our our seats. Or the uh, budget gambler, mostly. Oh, yeah. But you can well, you can find action. You can find action in Laughlin. It's oh not yeah, the, yeah. It's blackjack. You know, like yeah. I mean, they they had tables that were like two thousand minimum hands. So, oh yeah, no, no. I, retirees love Laughlin. It, it's yeah. like retiree. Uh, what's that? That's what's my that, wife so, called it Disneyland for old people. I was gonna say Branson. I was gonna say okay. retiree Branson, Missouri, yeah. type of a thing. But it was a free flight. I mean, it was there's nothing plane. wrong with that. No, we're no. Ju- we we're just ribbing you a bit, Paul. Even That's the, it. Even the snacks, like they gave us like a bag of snacks. Like, I mean, normally you get like a little tiny thing of pretzels. We got like Cheez Its and uh, uh, Slim Jims and these little candies. And now you want to like, impress me? Give me a steak dinner when I get on the flight. No, we, I <laughs> did offer free alcohol though. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, the food was, and the food in Laughlin was real good. It was uh, expensive, but it was good. And I went home with money. So as far as I'm concerned, it was a win all the way around. Um, but uh, I missed, you know, I watched Dynamite later on when uh-huh. I came back. And my feelings on the show pretty much mirrored your, yours and Kevin's, like okay. almost identically. So I don't really have nothing to add to, to what you guys said. I still haven't watched Collision or Rampage. Um, I did watch ROH, which I, argue might have been a better show than dynamite um last week's or this week's dynamite this past last week's okay maybe this week too actually maybe um but uh no i mean but i wouldn't say it is because it was too long um if they but if they would have just put like the best five matches it definitely would have been better i mean you had christopher daniels and um kyle fletcher you had uh claudio castagnoli and brian keith which was an incredible match I, yeah. you have to see it um there's the kingdom I saw the clips and, from it and i like brian keith a lot i just wish they'd go heavy into the gimmick a little kingdom against the iron savages was a lot of fun um yeah all right yeah no it was it, it was actually it was competitive it was real good like i really enjoyed it even there was a uh, eight-man women's match that was not bad so, yeah i saw i saw um, that lineup yeah, I don't really care for the Billy Starks, uh, Lexi Nair crap, but right. Nada Rose entertains a hell out of me, so she was funny. Um, but yeah, I uh, I, I, I enjoyed uh, the, that show, and I'll get to Rampage and Collision, but they'll be out of order, and it doesn't sound like I've missed much. I'll ask um, a question. Yeah. Were you able to listen to, uh, we, we're kind of a stepchild to the Observer yeah. site a little bit. Were you able to listen to Dave and his... Uh, his analysis of what's right and wrong with AEW. Oh, oh yeah, like the yeah, and, and then you know what advice can Paul give to Nick and or to Tony, and what advice can Tony get from give to Paul that stuff? And yeah, yeah I did, I did listen to that. Yeah, 
I mm-hmm. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with everything they said. No, we're no, there's there's a lot he said that was correct. There's a lot he said I thought that he was incorrect on. Um I boy, I really want Dave to kind of lean into his history and go, hey, go study these guys for a little bit as opposed to what you're doing. Cause I don't think they're addressing the weaknesses in the product necessarily by bringing back rankings. Oh God. Uh, I was going to suggest a drinking game of taking a shot every time you mention rankings, but I might be culpable for alcohol poisoning for all of our (laughs) listeners. My Um, God, they, 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 and, and, and I don't understand why only certain matches are important for the rankings, but other matches aren't. Correct. I, I think uh, I think it's eventually it, it's one of those things where it's eventually going to uh, go the way of the dodo again, because it's going to be too much to keep up with. And it's going to involve too much intricate planning. I, I have no problem with the actual book. I have no fact, problem. It's I have, great. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, you're given hangman. They're on TV every week. They're getting wins. They're building up to a title match. That's fine. You don't need to have a rankings to do that booking. Like, you know, and, and, and then it brings a natural question. They, they're hammering home the fact that, copeland is four and oh but he doesn't give two shits about the world title and he's no. not going to be in the rankings and he's not going to be in the title picture no because he's, he's got be, more cause wins because he has a path to the tnt title well apparently yeah, well no no but I mean, automatic that's, rematch that's, that's the slotted program yeah, yeah, I know. so they're not going to put him in world title rankings necessarily i don't know i, I i'm not i'm not a doomsayer because it's a solid number two product and they're it gets doing good fine. numbers they're doing fine. Ticket sales. Yeah. There is no energy to this product whatsoever, though. There's no juice. Not there's unless you no get Jeff Hardy in the ring. There's no edge. And and I don't uh, mean I don't mean, you know, Copeland. <laughs> I mean there's no ed, you know. When you watched other upstart promotions, so to speak, you know, guys that were trying to change the paradigm shift of of uh Oh no, of <laughs> of wrestling. There was a certain rebellious spirit to them that does not exist in this product at all. They are coming off very much like WWE light lately. Yes, yeah, like the whole thing of you know, like the cha- the the champion on commentary, while the the guy that's going to be challenging for the belt is in the ring, and the the guy in the ring is more concerned about the guy on the commentary desk than he is about his opponent. And they're trying to tell us that it's an important match, mm-hmm. even though one of the guys may as well not exist. Yeah, because this is not important for him. He he's got no chance of of moving up the rankings, even though he's undefeated too, which they told us. Um, you know, the, the feuds, I mean, Hangman and Swerve has a certain animus, but at the same time, Swerve is also two and oh against him and, and yeah. basically went in and, 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 uh, threatened his child. Yeah, I, <laughs> so, I do. You know, to be honest though, I do like, I still am interested in Hangman and Swerve, even though Hangman's won twice, lost twice. I think they've done a good job of rehabbing him and he's changed his character a little bit, which I like. Um, I like the new look you compared him to Magnum. A and then, uh, you brought up uh, Silas Young, I think, on yeah. the show last week. He looks, he's I'm getting looking, a little Silas Youngy. I'm, I'm seeing Ron Swanson, even in his voice. Like when he does a promo, he sounds if like. If he Ron came Swanson. out and eat steak and bacon wrapped shrimp, oh I'm here for this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a man's man. He's Carnivore, a hangman, hangman yeah. Adam Page. That's what yeah. I want. Yes. 
Yeah, and Swerve is Swerve. I mean, you know, <laughs> Paleo Page coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get Giant why Swerve has bread. so much of a hard time putting away these old dudes from the nineties. Um, but you know, it's Jeff Hardy does. lost a match on Dynamite to Darby Allen or on on Rampage, Rampage Darby Allen, and is back on Ramp. Uh, back on Dynamite, fighting Swerve, a guy who's in an important match. Darby. In, yes. in an important match for, for the, the rankings. Defenders. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll probably be number five. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I just I and then you know and then the I had somebody come at me and go, uh, is 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 what happens over on Rampage part of canon? In terms, of, they go. They I just explain so. that these were for the ra- rankings. Why is think, Jeff Hardy so. in this situation? Then, yeah, I. Well, I, th- I think they are, and and I mean Trent. I mean Trent's a big star, isn't he? Um, <laughs> why isn't his match with uh, uh, whoever? Oh, who did he fight today? I can't even remember. It was uh, wanna... it, no, it was Trent and Wardlow. Right? Yeah. Why is Wardlow? Wardlow's unbeaten, isn't he? Like he should he should be in the rankings. Your main event heel stable heaters going fifty oh, fifty with. Trent. Trent Beretta, those those guys are DOA man. I I watch them as as Wardlow is floundering in the ring. As I would have the Cal's family come throw, out, and beat the hell out of him, and get him off TV. He winds up to throw the worst clothesline in history and misses it. And then they go to the outside, and you got Adam Cole in his chair, and you got you know I think Taven stroking a giraffe. I don't know if he was, but he might as well have been. And I'm just like, what a bunch of geeks! Like <laughs> these guys are. It's a lot I, of what this. Yeah. I don't want to say this show is, but it's it's. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, again, it's it's a lot of really good wrestlers doing yeah. good wrestling, yeah, and nothing in between. <laughs> yeah, and even the good wrestling, like I've seen a lot better wrestling. Uh, yeah, and on, and, and, and we and, saw tonight. Well, like it wasn't bad, but it's, yeah, but you know. yeah, it's it's that three star middle mid range good match and you see it over and over and over again and then your eyes start to gloss over and you're going okay we know who's gonna go over in this match there's no drama to it whatsoever yeah. maybe somebody kicks out of a finisher yeah i mean we did see a couple kicks out i wasn't expe- kickouts i wasn't expecting but yeah but still um, it's it's one yeah. of those things where it's like but but like the angles and stuff aren't i mean the, those matches were supposed to kind of be palate cleansers between hot angles and things like that, and you're not getting any of that. And I, I think the crowd probably didn't help. I'm um, not going to crowd blame. The crowd wasn't great, but at the same time, I mean, look at the house numbers. Look at look. Well, at that's what I mean. I don't even necessarily mean how they were reacting. I mean the fact that there was nobody there. Like I think I'd heard there was 1,700 tickets sold. I, I imagine wow. it got a little bit higher than that, but yeah, that's what they were at right? yesterday. That's what they're at yesterday in Georgia. And, Georgia can't yeah. sell out wrestling anymore. What is going on? Savannah. Isn't that like a suburb of Atlanta? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, when Cody was there, they would sell out. Um, wow. <laughs> um, you can write but, to Paul at that's Paul A. Fontaine on Twitter. Um, they um, no, I, I uh, they they love Jeff Hardy. Um, I didn't react to much else on this show that I that I noticed. And yeah, um, they reacted to Jeff Hardy, and Jeff Hardy's in the middle of a heel turn. So <laughs> is he? I mean, I keep hearing that, but I'm not sure I'm actually seeing. Well, it's it. a half-assed uh, heel turn, but it's a heel turn. Yeah, I guess maybe I didn't see the Derby match, so I can't really uh, say. This, uh, if 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 you want uh, happy God, this was great, Jeff tonight. I don't think you're gonna get a lot of it. Oh yeah, that was some get, decent stuff. But I wait mean, till we get to the Bucks. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, we, uh, but we did actually, we started off with something good. Um, 
maybe well kind of uh, most no mostly good i would say yeah. mostly good uh it was joe because joe comes out and he's in his suit that's a win right right there. win big yeah. win so hello savannah I stand before you undisputed and undeniable AEW world champion. This is a night of celebration. A new championship endeavor begins today. And I'm thinking, is is he just doing the same promo he did a couple weeks ago? Um, it wasn't quite the same, but he said, tonight, these opportunities must be earned. That's why all of your AEW superstars will come out here and battle for an opportunity at my championship gold. I thought, me, is there a battle royal coming up that I didn't hear about is what I thought. And it's like, no. You may think what you're getting is an opportunity at a championship, but it's an opportunity at the worst night of your life. I'm going to do them like I did Hook. I'm going to strangle you unconscious. And uh, cue Hook, which kind of surprised me. I figured we weren't going to see him again for like six months. But uh, he shows up. He grabs a mic and he says, last week you won, I lost. And uh, he shakes his hand and he pulls him in and he says, I don't know when, I don't know where, but I will see you again. And then uh, Joe says, I bet you will. Now, if you'll excuse me, I came here to survey the field so you can get to the back of the line where you belong. Security, take this unworthy challenger out. And Hook fought off all the security, throwing suplexes and his red rum. And uh, then a bunch more security guards showed up and Hook backs off. And, uh, and yeah, I thought I, it was kind of cool. It, it kind of established the fact that, you know, Hook is – they're trying to tell you that he gained more from losing than he would have if he hadn't fought at all. And I, you know, I, I thought they kind of pulled it off a little bit. I disagree in okay. some ways. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. And, and I'll tell you why I liked it up until the security geeks and send this guy away stuff. I just okay. wanted Joe to kind of take that in and go, I'll be here when you're ready. You That's know, a kind of a line. thing, or even like you know, a kid, just, you got balls, but no yeah, brains. You know, you don't Something. you don't need to pull him, put him over strong in terms of Joe, because Joe's a cocky, you know, yeah. dude. But you could do the, um, instead because this felt like a panic move a little bit. This felt like, oh no, we need to get Hook's heat back. He needs to throw around a couple of security. Is this because Brian Alvarez said we need to see Hook next week on Dynamite? I think so. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I yeah. thought I thought that was a move, and it's like, oh, and now he needed. Instead, he needed to beat somebody in a match, maybe. But I liked the setup and everything. I just wanted Joe to kind of shake his hand and say, "Now get to the back of the line. Yeah. I'll be here when you work your way back up, or something like that." Yeah. Leave a little bit of mystery in there. Leave a little bit of you know. And then you can do the hook redemption tour, you know, yeah, like you where can, but you don't have to, you know, it's one of those yeah. things. It's well, it doesn't like, have to know, be like down your throat. Like it can be over six months or a year or, you know, Joe just looks at him and goes someday, but yeah. not yet. Yeah. As opposed to the get this PR out of my, you know, that, that kind of <laughs> yeah, goofy I get stuff, it. you know, like, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, as, as opposed to I'm a badass. I recognize your badassness. And I'm not going to take any of the heat from you right or I'm not going to take away any of the heat or shine from you right now. But today's not your day. It's mine. And and just yeah. move on after that and, 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 and do it that way. But instead, we, we get security geeks and, you know. Yeah. OK, fair enough. We know what beating up. I mean, it's a trope in wrestling that also started to drive me nuts that none of these guys have security that can handle any of the talent and they never go back out and get security who can handle these guys. Yeah, they're all well, they're all a bunch and of And it's people. never impressive anymore. 
Because once once you've done it thirteen to thirteen hundred times, it's no longer impressive to beat up local indie talent didn't, in a didn't black Wardlow shirt. Beat like fifteen of them in yes! one match. Yeah, in a match that was booked for him. Yeah. He's fighting the entire security force of one city, <laughs> and he won. And he won. Yeah, that's the end of security as non-player <laughs> characters in yeah. your professional wrestling television show. Or was it was it them or was it WWE where they were just this week where they did they were going to they didn't break up a thing and and uh, the announcer said oh they thought better of trying yeah to no break it was this new up. day new day and Imperium oh yeah yeah, yeah oh security yeah. was gonna come out and bring it up but they were scared it's like, they thought why better do we of have it these people well these guys should have done that they wouldn't have got beat up by Hook uh, <laughs> so yeah Excalibur runs down the whole card, which I kind of liked. They showed Liked graphics, it. and they had everything ready. And then Joe sat down at commentary. And But, uh, but let me say this, because I need to give Joe more flowers. Okay. Dude sets a vibe. Oh, yeah. Of a show when he comes out like this and beginning like this. And he had the crowd that was hot, and the crowd was never hotter than this opening of the show. Not till Jeff Hardy came out. <laughs> I, I cannot, I, I just can't stop saying it because it blew me away. They were silent for most of the show and for some reason they just loved Jeff Hardy. WWE guy. I guess. I mean, that, there's other WWE guys the on this show. I mean, uh, there's other WWE guys on the show though and just, just well, Jeff Hardy. Got, or Copeland got a, got a reaction. I guess, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, So he sits down and the first thing he does was uh, ask, who raised that kid? looks over at Taz and I thought that was funny. Missed and, opportunity again. Yeah, a little bit. It was because because Kevin and I were talking about this where 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 Taz needed to lose his object or was it Kevin or was it my uh, other objectivity? Show with Nov, yeah, where he I needed think, to lose his objectivity yeah. and start cheering for his son a little bit more. Yeah. I, I think Taz needed to kind of keep a little I mean we've we've now gotten into the phase of Taz where Taz is wacky goofy Jones dude. You know, but I digress Jones. Yeah. Uh, he that's, just, that's Hookman he, Jones. He should have just said, "Don't start with me, Joe," and just and the, and just kind of left that kind of lingering unsettledness and have Excalibur and Tony have to deal with it as we go into the match. Yeah, he'll be back, and when he does, he'll be ready. And uh, you better uh, be ready for him or something. Again, like that. the general tone, and I hate to go all land storm on people, but again, if you make if you give wrestling a serious tone, people will take it seriously. Yeah, yeah. That's all I want out of a product, and I'm not, and and I'm getting lighthearted, and they're banter trying. and fanfare. No, they're, they're not. clear. Well, they are. I just don't think they're succeeding, because um, the the whole idea here, and and you know, Joe set the tone, like you said. I mean, this is everyone that's competing tonight is competing to move up the rankings and get a shot at my belt, and uh, so it was Hangman and uh, Penta. And mm-hmm. uh, they pointed out, I think Hangman's 2-0 and and Penta's 1-0. and And uh, so they're both trying to get in the rankings, which they later said would be out later at the end of the month is when they're going to be back. So um, Joe and Hangman were just staring at each other constantly. Um, Tony Schiavone called this an important match in terms of rankings, um, which, you know, I, I was paying attention after that because I want to know which of these matches that they're doing tonight are important and which ones aren't. And they, they weren't real clear on that. Um, but they were clear that this one was. Uh, just for Hangman, though, I think. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Joe was talking trash about Hangman. Hangman, you know, kept stopping what he was doing to stare at him. And I, I thought it was very much unlike the, an AEW match because they don't usually do that. But That's what um, they it, do on SmackDown and Raw when a yes. champion's out there at the table. And you yep. hit this, you nailed this 
around the head. And this is now what all pro wrestling does, because I think yeah. Impact slash TNA does it as well. And and um, a lot of the people here came from there, so it kind of makes sense. I would just wanted to Joe say I don't like Hangman, and I can't stand Penta either, and just talk yeah about both and and he did he never even acknowledged penta so no for for me it might as well have been commander you know what i mean like for for all the that they gave like penta had a better match and and you know and and i mean he got a lot of nice near falls and you know he hit his big moves and you know he missed one big move um you pointed out that he hit us that uh he had a sling blade i missed it he did okay yes um yeah and uh some people don't like it when you do that. Um, <laughs> Penta Penta went for a pile driver on the apron. Hangman reversed it. He went for the buckshot, but Penta hit hit a made in Japan. Got two, and then Joe they they went over to Joe and Joe's angry because Penta hit a two, or Penta hit his move and and Hangman kicked out. And then like I don't know why he's angry. Then he says, "I know who is most worthy to face me in there, and it's not Hangman." So. If it's Penta, shouldn't he have been like upset? Like I don't even I didn't quite understand that one. But then Hangman hit a dead eye in the apron, then it moonsault off the top rope to the outside, rolled him back in, went for the buckshot. Uh Penta ducked out, but then he did it again and he and he got the pin. And uh, you know, basically you can sum it all up as they did a bunch of moves. Hangman hit the buckshot and won. That was it. Yes. <laughs> and uh and hangman and uh you know clearly the the fact that they had Joe out here for this match and not I don't expecting him to come out for the swerve match and he didn't. And Hangman I thought looked better, more dominant than Swerve did. I still feel like it's going to be Hangman and Joe. I, I know everyone's predicting a three way, but I don't know why. But I think it's going to. I think maybe they're going to do Hangman and Swerve. But then when they book the uh, Dealer's Choice matches, that's kind of a tell. <laughs> it's gonna be a three-way i got a note during this match from from a friend of mine who uh who semi-lapsed but he watches wrestling <laughs> but he also has kind of a snarky comedic disposition while watching wrestling and during the uh mask biting spot <laughs> he is he's like angry he's like is dean malenko not back there anymore what is he? i don't think he is <laughs> no, I don't either. And that might be yeah. part of the problem. It's like, who, who approved that spot? It's it's just, I think you nailed this match. It was it was a bunch of moves, and and it and it was, and Hangman eventually hit his finisher. But and then I again, it, I gave it three and a half stars. But that's how I've broken down. <laughs> that's how I've broken down a lot of indie wrestling since I've been watching it too. It's guys are just doing a lot of moves until you know you go full speed, and then somebody actually hits a finisher and can finish it, as opposed to you're working a guy down to get a pin type of a thing. If it you'd ask, it was if you'd decent. ask me if you'd ask me before the show what what this was going to be, I would say, oh, they're probably going to go about twelve minutes. Penta's going to get a nice near fall and Hangman will win with the buckshot. Yeah, it wasn't a squash. No, uh, no, I mean it was. I mean, it was. Maybe, we didn't really know. have anything enthusiastic from Penta though in this match no. at no, all. He and, he and he, he, and... Yeah, he knew he was losing. He wasn't doing sports entertainment Penta for very long. And this and... is why I don't think it should have been Penta. I think no. it should have been somebody else. You know somebody that was motivated. <laughs> well, somebody that is not a guy that gets wins like ever, because Joe should have been more concerned about Penta than he was, in, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. You know? Um, and Penta's had some big wins. You know, he's every time they have one of those six-way matches for a title shot, he usually wins. <laughs> We're having a tremor here, and I need to oh, I need to run into the bet. No, okay, it stopped. Oh. Um, <laughs> Kevin just had a earthquake where he yeah yeah. Um, 
Uh, I'll give you I'll give you the number on that in a second. Uh, yeah, it, it's <laughs> yeah. I oh god, I'm never gonna live that phrase down, am I? I said three and a no. half stars, and now the new squash match, and it's kind of true, but it's yeah. it's one of those. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I it, it, there there need to be a lot more in the presentation here. They need there need to be kind of a, not a, I won't say sense of urgency. But a sense of brutality from both guys that wasn't there to me for a championship. Yeah. You are trying to impress the champion on how much of a badass you are. And instead, you're doing aerial, you know, clean moves and stuff like that. You're not really fine. If, if this is for a fictional ranking, you know, this ranking needs to mean a lot to you if you're going to get this world title match and it didn't feel like there were any stakes in this match whatsoever. Joe needed to put over both guys as, hey, you know, kind of a concern, but I'm still better than both of them type of thing. Put over what makes this guy good, what makes that guy good type of thing, because that's what he's out for. Is he is he trying to impress Joe or is he trying to impress the championship committee? Either. It doesn't matter. <laughs> as I've long seen. as he has as long as he has a want when he's out there instead of just to do a nice clean match, hit my moves and get out of there. I'm being a tad facetious because I don't really I know think you there are. is a championship committee. But now I'm fired up, and, and uh, you see, you see, you just you just click that second gear in me, and now I'm <laughs> fired up about this show, like going, "All right, here's what's wrong with it," you know, that kind of a thing. Um, so it, it's oh, acting, guys. Come on. <laughs> so like Joe, matters. after this match, after Hangman gets his big win against Penta, Joe says that's not even close to making him championship ready, even though he previously <laughs> said. There's one guy in this ring that's that's uh, uh, worthy, and it's not Hangman. And Hangman just beat that guy. So, but I guess he's a heel, and 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 really, like you say that, and it sounds like I'm dismissing it, but actually, I think it's because he's a heel, and he's he's clearly no, scared I get of that he's a heel, but there's yeah. a way to do it as a heel yeah. where you're not you're not just saying uh, this guy isn't ready yet or whatever. You know, it, it's it's again, it's the '80s flair corollary yeah. where he's putting over guys where it's like. Well, he showed me a little something tonight, but when he gets in the ring with me, it's going to be a whole different story. Type well, of and he thing. did he did actually finish with that. Yeah. Because um, Hangman like kind of shouted at him. He says, I'm going to take that belt from you. And then Joe says, you guys can talk him up all you want, but the minute he gets in the ring with me, the truth will be known. That was good. That was a good line. Mm-hmm. So we go backstage to remarkable Renee Paquette and Orange Cassidy. And I wrote down here, they're probably setting up a Rampage match. And sure enough, that's what they did, and a, and a collision match. And so she says, we haven't heard from you since Roderick Strong said he wants to face you at Revolution. And Orange is like, okay, I'll wrestle you for the title at Revolution on March 3rd. That's like, what, six weeks away? Well, I'm going to keep wrestling because that's what I do. So I asked Tony, and I said, get some of my enemies and get some of my friends and some of my friends and my enemies and my enemies and my friends and Put them in a match on Rampage, and the winner of that will wrestle me on Collision. So, I guess he's gonna do it. I put way too much effort into that, than uh, than Orange did. And too then Orange words is, from Orange Cassidy. Yeah, and then he kind of looks and he looks around and he says, "Well, I gotta well, go." By the way, update: four point five earthquake in San Bernardino. That's Ooh. what I just felt. Oh, okay. and they had Kevin had the four point four, and it knocked stuff off the wall. Um, Orange says, "I gotta go." Uh, Trent's got a match and. You see that Wardlow guy? He's kind of big. And Renee says, yeah, a lot of meat. And <laughs> that just ended. And it's just like, really? 
I don't want to say yeah, bad, it, but it wasn't no, good. it was supposed to end awkwardly. Yeah. It, it, it's a timing thing, and it's they didn't really hit the timing all that well. It was, you know, it was... It got the <laughs> orange is funny because he doesn't because he doesn't care type of. Renee Renee funny. got to say that someone has a lot of meat. Yes. Yeah. And uh, then we go to uh, the Bucks arriving, and uh, we're like half an hour into the show, and some production guys come up and give them today's format, and one of the Bucks looks at it, and they're like, "Ooh, angle alert!" And it's like, and uh, they get stopped by Scoops Marvez. And he asks, what's your first plan? Marvez finally <laughs> earning a paycheck after three yeah. months. Well, because it's only the Bucks that he talks to. That's true, yeah. And uh, he asks, what's your first plan? And Nick says, first of all, you need to show us respect and call us by the names on our passports, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. And as the last two remaining surviving EVPs, morale is through the roof. And we're here to make sure this show runs smoothly. So let's have a killer show. And then they run into top flight and they give them hell for arriving late. And they say, we've been here since one o'clock. And uh, then they're like, why aren't you in your gear? Or you are in your, or why are you in your gear? You don't have a match or something. Like I don't exactly know what was going on there. And, uh, and he says, next time this is going to be a fine. And, uh, and then of course the announcers had to ruin the joke by saying, Oh, the bucks just got here and they're criticizing them for arriving. Like, yeah, we got it. Um, this was this I, blue goats. I'm gonna hate this buck shit. Sorry. Um. Not only that, it, <laughs> there were better jokes if they had just workshopped oh, yeah. this a bit. Because uh, number one, if they get if they get the uh, if they get the rundown, they should tear it up immediately and try yes. and rewrite it. Because yeah. that's the point of this bit is that they're <laughs> twin Vinces. Yeah. Number what, two. Like- Let's Never. no, let's not send Joe out there. Let's yeah. Let's yeah, like, let's not send Joe out there. Let's not start the show with Joe. Let's start the show with us this week. Yes. Um the, the yes, it did. It was just a quick tremor. Um the other one, which gets the heart of the Vince McMahon stuff, is yes, he wants to be called Vincent. Oh yeah. By by Pierce, but 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 by his employees, he's Mr. McMahon. And Mr. so Jackson. what he should what he should have done is that you will address us by our names, Mr. Jackson or Mr. Jackson. Yeah. Well, Mr. <laughs> Jackson, uh, which one should I talk to? It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Just yeah. call us Mr. Jackson. I'm Mr. Jackson. He's yes. Mr. Jackson. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm watching this going. That's the most obvious joke you could have made here. Yeah. And you didn't uh, make it. And maybe it, it's it, coming. It just, and, uh, hey, Mookie's got some comedy chops. He should be able to tell them. I don't think Mookie's allowed to give oh. input comedically on, okay. on some of this stuff, but because uh, trust me, I've asked him, do they allow you with your comedy chops to actually, he's like, uh, I'm not in that part of the business right no, now. I'm, 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 I'm crunching numbers. I'm trying to figure yeah. out how to get more than 1,700 people in Savannah. Yeah, um, but <laughs> this is, uh, it, again, it's, just, Sorry, it's just dipping the water into the meta stuff. Yeah. Instead of going hard into the absurd of the stuff. And I'm not sure like a lot of people getting are getting this at all. Well, I will say when I watched Dynamite and they did that interview and they said, there's a lot of rumors. I'm like, and that everyone's talking about. I had no idea what the hell they were talking about. Well, not a clue. I'm going to push back here because what's going to happen is, you know, there's a certain fan base in AEW that can make things make sense in their head. All the, oh, yeah. all you need all and and even people who don't follow this 
you know that the that the young bucks are act, acting douchey. Yeah. And that's pretty much all you need. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when we it, it's us the the you know the losers with podcasts as they say. <laughs> Who 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 deconstruct this stuff to its bare essence and stuff that are ruining the fun of it? Because hey, they're just being douches type of a thing. Yeah. When I can, when I can make them far more douchey, I mean, call me. I'm a I'm a complete yeah. jerk in real life without just having come to, to me. To I'll go on the do inside it. and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Ask price for flight. I'm an absolute terror to deal with in terms of my both tremendous ego and my ability to be douchey to people. Right, Paul. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we go next to Trent Beretta and Wardlow. And uh, Wardlow had the Undisputed Kingdom with him. Adam Cole's in a chair at ringside. And uh, Trent has his crew, uh, Rocky and Orange Cassidy and Chucky e. T. And uh, they had a, oh, my God. This match was this way more competitive than it needed to be. Dunk for what they were trying to yeah. accomplish. I don't think this was important for the rankings. They didn't tell us. So I, you know, Wardlow won, but I don't think it matters. Um, and uh, they went through a break, believe it or not. Wardlow did like a gun motion and then he winded up for a lariat and, and then he goes to throw it. And like, it took him a week to do this lariat. And of course, Trent dived up. But then Wardlow goes out of the ring and Trent does a die. Like I thought like the way it looked is he was setting up to, to basically take out the whole kingdom, you know, like with the, cause he's a big dude and, and they were all in the same spot. And all he did was hit Wardlow and he kind of bounced off him. Like Wardlow didn't catch him. He just kind of hit Wardlow and fell. And then like, they were just on like different pages here. And then uh, they go back into the ring. Um, the ref was arguing with the Undisputed Kingdom, so that allowed Trent to get a chair. And I think it was a chair, yeah. And then uh, and I don't think he used it, but then he hit a half-and-half suplex on Wardlow. Then he hit a, a tilt-to-world DDT, went for a pile driver, hit a pile driver, and Wardlow barely got his shoulder up. I'm like, what the hell am I watching? And and they, that's when they focused on Cole, and he's just kind of looking at the screen, and, you know, like, he didn't look worried. He didn't look like he cared. But then... Uh, you know, then uh, tr then he did Trent did another dive, but Wardlow caught him, power slammed him, draped him on the ropes, hit a knee, which is a new thing for him. Uh, it looked kind of kind of good actually. Like he put him kind of on the top rope, and he did like a high knee and just creamed him in the face. And then I wrote that he was going to do the powerbomb symphony, but he just picked him up and he held him up for a long time, and then just threw him down like one of the hardest power power bombs you're ever going to see. And uh, he got the pin. So it's good finish, but the match itself was, yeah. He's the Sid Vicious when Sid Vicious joined the Horsemen. And he's having mm -hmm. problems putting away Trent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I, I this is just an aesthetic thing. And, and I'm sure I'm going to get a little pushback on this one, but I will. But I'll do care. it anyways. Don't care. The only time in recent history, I mean... We need to get rid of the stable wearing their own merchandise <laughs> shirts trope oh, as opposed to guys actually hanging out who are an actual stable or allies or whatever trope because it hasn't looked cool since the NWO. It looks dumb on these guys. Nothing about the Adam Cole's coming out of crutches, which makes him look weak as a leader. Followed by 
five guys all wearing ultimate or was it the undisputed kingdom t-shirts or what dumb name which is a dumb name and hey they could have gotten it at the at the gift shop when they came in like any other fan (laughs) you know you don't need to do they not know who they are (laughs) they want other people to know who they are does the band wear their own t-shirt they don't they they dress as the band be the band <laughs> it's it's I, I when when you can because i don't know the individual look i'm not i'm not an roh historian like you i find matt taven and mike bennett to be vanilla as hell i taven, think taven you, can be good but taven has some comedic chops and he likes yeah. to mug i know he likes yeah. to mug because he mugs and all these comedic things but it might show a little bit of personality to dress how the character Matt Taven would actually dress within this stable. Taven is like the wish, the wish version of Jay White. Well, I mean, even uh, again, I'm bringing back the Horseman as template because it's still one of the cooler things. I mean, I could do the, uh, you know, the the Dangerous Alliance, but the Dangerous Alliance mostly just dressed in their gear when they came out for team promos or stuff. But the Horseman, Tully was always a little bit wish Ric Flair in a way. Where Flair yeah. would have custom clothes and Tully had nice clothes, but they were like the high-end department store type suits or something to that effect. But he always tried to put it out there. Uh, yeah, I would just, you know, get get rid of guys wearing the, your own t-shirts. I really, it, especially when you're a stable, it just looks dopey to me. Bring the giraffe back. Uh, might he, as was, well. he was holding a giraffe, I believe. I believe Taven was holding the giraffe. Now, now, the giraffe is wearing an undisputed. Now, I said shirt. that he was, but I didn't see it. I was just trying to make a joke, but he very well might have been. Taven okay. and Bennett are both like Paul Roma. Yes. <laughs> horseman. Yes. Like, yeah. 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 And Cole is very much a, well, we couldn't get Flair, so we got this guy. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's kind of trying to do Bret Hart in the, um, in the, in the, um, the Hart Foundation a little There's bit. There's no menace of him sitting there in that no. chair. No, no, even with Brett, you kind of figured Brett could probably still kick your ass. Yes. Cole, you're just thinking, oh, just please don't jump. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so after the match, the Undisputed Kingdom rang in, ran in to attack uh, Trent, but the best friends chased them off. And then Orange Cassidy tried to uh, console Trent, but Trent shoved him off. So a little bit of dissension there uh, with those two, Orange and Trent. And uh, Shivani said, now after the match, he said that getting a win against Trent Brett is big and moves Wardlow up the rankings. So I we did threw get my remote clarified. control at that line. <laughs> we see Trent every week and he, you know, he wins about 50% of his matches, but well, don't tell me that's the big deal. Well, that's probably, I mean, honestly, he's probably in about the same card, same spot on the card as Jeff Hardy. That's true too. Yes. Yeah. So, and who did, uh, Penta is probably a little bit further up, honestly, for mm-hmm. Hangman, because I think he's been a champion before. Um, yeah, him and, and Phoenix won the tag belts, I believe. And I, I think they had the six man titles too. Um, no, they wrestled, um, the elite for the belts, but they didn't win them. Yeah. Yeah. That best of seven series. Um, and here's where they announced that, uh, Friday night on collision, which is another show that's not doing very well in tickets. They booked Friday Brian night on Daniels- rampage. You mean, or no, Saturday, no, no, on Saturday, collision. Saturday on collision. Yes. Brian Danielson and Yuji Nagata. What? And yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I saw that, but it's oh, like, yeah. what? Well, I mean, to me, it's like, I guess Danielson wanted that match. And, you know, I'd, I'm here for it. And uh, FTR and House of Black, uh, and I guess they're teaming with Garcia, which I didn't pick up here, but I picked it up later, in an escape the cage elimination match. So that'll be your 
35 minute main event. You know, what was great was the hard sell of the Yuji Nagata promo or highlight tape because he hasn't been on AEW television in two years. Oh, oh, they didn't do that. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, because he wrestled uh, Eddie, right, at like All In 21 or something? Either Eddie or didn't he? I thought he had like a Moxley match or something mm. in there, too. No, you're right. You're right. It was Moxley. It was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was Moxley. It was it was an All In match, I think. Um, we're, we're just booking things. The random yeah. generator has booked something, but we don't need to build it. It's lazy. I get it, but it's still drives me nuts oh no it was uh it was may 12th 2021 so it was two years ago yeah three years ago almost yeah oh three years ago yeah holy shit that's a long time ago Mm -hmm. um that was everybody now remembers who yuji nagata is oh yeah i'm sure they do um (laughs) has has ftr been on every collision versus a wwe pay-per-view uh probably yeah probably yeah that no they're gonna get murdered oh they're gonna get murdered yeah, you know that uh, they're predicting that. I mean, it's in the afternoon, but or I guess it's Sunday afternoon, but so that really has nothing to do with anything. But they're predicting that Casey Chiefs and um, who are they? Who are the they? Ravens. Playing? The Ravens. They're predicting fifty million for that game. Would not shock me. Yeah, I guess Taylor Swift effect, right? Um. So yeah, we got a video package. Speaking of video packages, we got a video package for Suzuki and Copeland. So this was kind of cool. They showed this highlights nice. of. Showed highlights of Suzuki's previous AW appearances and some New Japan stuff. Edge says, I started this Cope Challenge to prove that I'm better than Christian. Now someone stepped up. So I guess the first two guys didn't matter. Uh, he gets goosebumps thinking about it. Ask any fan five years ago if they thought they'd see this match. And I'll, I'll do a sidebar. They probably would have said, who's Minoru Suzuki? Um, <laughs> two. <laughs> wow. Come on. You're not uh, wrong. He, but he you don't says, have to say it. <laughs> He says, two grisly, gnarled, evil bastards. And I got three words to describe this match. Grit your teeth. said grit just to piss Garrett off because Garrett hates when he does that. Yeah, Griff Garrison's in the mud. Uh, was it two or three? Did he? Because it was Garrison. It was Moriarty. Was there someone else, too, or just those two? I thought it was just those two. But oh, okay, so right. yeah, now it's three. Um, no, because they said he was 4-0. And uh, it's going to be a long time before he gets to five. He said he's going to need some time off after this Minoru Suzuki match. Dante. Um, oh, Dante. Um, that's the fourth. That's yeah. the other one. Yeah, yeah. Dante Martin. Wow. Murderer's row there. Um, I can't drink when you do that. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> they go to Remarkable Renee Paquette. At, oh, my God. This segment. At the top of the stage, she calls out Deanna Perrazzo. And then she calls out Tony Storm. So they sit down for an interview on the stage. Keep in mind, this is on the stage. And, of course, Tony Storm's thing is in black and white. And then they do a long shot. And somehow they got half the screen in color and half the screen in black and white. So, yes, they wanted yeah. to show they wanted to show off their their toys. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so Tony's in black and white. And uh, so she, it was ridiculous. So Tony spoke. And I got to say, I'm going to I'm going to recap what they both said here. Yeah, but no. I wanna... I, I, here's what I want you to do. Okay. I want you to go through the entire recap. I'm going to keep quiet and then give your opinions and then throw it to me. Please. Okay. I, well, you'll be imitating the crowd because <laughs> the crowd was there was nothing True. until they got to the True. very end. But True. they were they were like silent. They were hanging on every word. They this needed Jr. to make some comment about. Wait, I'll 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 I'll, I'll impersonate the crowd. Okay, you do that. So. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> she said, I need to speak first because I have a massage book for 11. Apparently, you were body shamed. I think it's ridiculous. There's so much more to shame about you. And no reaction. Yes, we do have history. That doesn't mean you can waltz in here and use our past friendship to get a title shot. All of my friends have been less talented than me. You may be the greatest technical wrestler in the world today, but let me make one thing clear. If you step into that ring with me, I will twist your lips so hard you will need an epidural. And Deanna, and chirp, chirp, chirp from the crowd. Deanna grabs her mic. This is insane. I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to become the AEW Women's World Champion. You used to be my friend. I have no problem earning a title opportunity and winning arm by arm. You see, this isn't the Tony Storm that I want to wrestle. This delusional sham. I want to wrestle the Tony that lived on dojo floors. The Tony Storm that moved to America and lived in my house. That Tony Storm was one of the best in the world. What? And the one I want to beat for the AEW world. still going? <laughs> Dig down deep. What? And find that version of I yourself. need nachos. I'll be right back. And if you need any further reminder, take a look at your ankle. It looks a lot like mine. And she pulls up her ankle and it shows a tattoo. And then Tony pulls up her, shows her, and she seems shocked by the tattoo. You might have everybody fooled, Tony, but not me. And then Tony responds, <laughs> you know what, Deanna? You can take your little tattoo and blow it right out your bum hole. And then they threw shoes at each other. Deanna tried to put the Venus de Milo on her. Mariah saved. Deanna took out Luther with a kick. The crowd popped for the attack at the end. But like to say they were silent is I, I it was bad. It was bad. It was real bad. <laughs> Kevin and I slaughtered the Tony Deanna segment last week. I don't remember it. Um you remember, uh, Deanna came out. It was an in-ring interview, and then Tony ate her alive. Oh yes, with the with the see, other people fell asleep too. Um, number one, the opening line in its own right needed to be called out because Tony goes, "I heard you were body shamed last week." Now, My now, God. now, 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 she's referring to the Twitter controversy yes. about people calling her fat, but. Last week on Dynamite, she called Deanna an over-tanned hag. Yeah. That's body shaming, too, guys. That needs to be called. And then Deanna, who needs a producer or something to help her, because I, I think like, she's been I thought her delivery her, was, like... Her, her delivery was fine. Her, her, her voice didn't crack this No, time. no, no. She Her delivery was fine. Yeah, it has nothing to do with her performance. It has to do with her material because yes, yeah. she cut the exact same promo she cut last week. You used to be my friend. Yeah, I she wanna, went a little bit more into it. You know, yeah, on yeah. She, she gave she gave she gave expository backstory, yeah. which nobody cares about because Tony Storm just clowned her last week. She should just be there. To, she shouldn't have even agreed to this sit down, to be honest with you, if the, if the kid, because she goes, this is insane. I'm not, and I'm going, then why are you there? 
Yeah. Because you're sitting there dealing with a crazy person, and instead you're trying to talk her back into Sandy, and that's not what makes a good feud. You and should that's not going to work as, either. Yeah, you but... should be, yeah, it's not going to get you over. So you should be mad as hell. You just say, you know, I tell you, I don't know what the hell this is, but I'm going to beat the crap out of you back into, and turn you into all sorts of different colors so you're not just black and white. Boom. Oh, we're there. That's a good line. <laughs> That's a really I'm writing line. on the fly here and yeah. I'm doing better material than people who are actually thinking about this. So I, it's, I like I was like astounded at how quiet the crowd got. Like I No, I, but they, I mean they laughed at Tony and that's great. Barely. But, but the point of this segment isn't isn't to laugh at the funny wacky things that Tony yeah. does and says. The problem is you're supposed to be rooting for the other person to kick her ass and you're not. Well, and that's the other issue is that the people like Tony. Yes. Um, yeah, and and so it's killing all the baby faces that she's going up against. And um, then, and then again, we repeated that with Swerve with Tony with with yeah. Nana out there chanting, "Whose house? Whose house? Whose?" Well, I'm house? not even sure Swerve's a heel, but I'm not <laughs> either anymore. Yeah. But I mean, it's one of those weird things where Nana still is. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So this was a bit of a miss. Um, I don't know that this can last till revolution. I, I really don't. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. And, and that's a good line too, that Jason just put up. I thought I could talk you back to reality, but now I just want to beat you back to reality. Oh yeah. There you know, you that's, a, that's a good, yeah, yeah. You know, Hey, you're living in this dream world. I'm going to wake you up on, you know, whatever yeah. day, you know, whatever, you know, any of these things, she is a delusional person and you don't need to give in to her insanity. You you just need to beat the crap out of her. So she's Tony storm again. And, but, but you know, this this was an intervention that I'm trying. I want my friend back. Oh, oh, I've lost yeah. her. She's 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 in the crevices of her mind, imagining she's a movie star. Just <laughs> punch her. Just punch yeah. her because that's all this this is a, a sport about is fighting for stuff. So yeah, I mean there there's also a completely other direction they could have gone. Forget the old friendship and just say you know what? Like I've been watching you from outside the company that you're making this division a joke. I'm here to make it serious again. I'm going to kick your ass. Wow. Well, well, you can only do that promo if she's going to win. Right. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and, they're, and they're still playing with this Mariah May story in the background oh, yeah. for some reason. Well, so that's, that's the other thing too. Like the actual feud is Mariah May. And yeah. Just waiting to get there. So then for something completely different, we got, we go to Moxley. I guess they went to commercial and they come back and it's just Moxley in the back. And uh, he says, since you first heard the words Blackpool Combat Club, you know how many matches and championships we won? I don't. I don't keep track, but trust me, it's a lot. And he says, you know how many victory parties we've had? Zero. We don't congratulate ourselves because we don't have time. There's always a bigger match around the corner. The commitment to be the best, the elite. The elite, that's in the name of the company. You know what that means? If you don't, look it up. A lot of people come here and think it's a party. Well, the party's over. I will maim, pulverize, and torture anyone who can't keep it up. I will give everyone of myself when I step in the ring this Friday night in Savannah, Georgia. I'll cut out my heart and bleed to death for what is supposed to be the best wrestling show in the world, and I'm going to do it each and every single time. Good Lord, Moxley. <laughs> like, I want Deanna Peraza to enter this promo and go, teach me your ways. He's in a different universe, Moxley, than like everyone else on this show. No, he's the guy that gets the tone of the show that's needed to make this company successful. Yes. He and Joe. You know what? Fire everybody except Joe and Moxley <laughs> right now. Yeah. And just make it one hour of Joe, one hour of Moxley. 
and it'll be a bigger hit than than it is now. Joe Moxley should be the main event at uh, Double or Nothing. Joe Moxley should be the main event every week. We should just every have week. Joe yeah. and Moxley, and yeah. we build it for two, for an hour and a half, and we give them a half hour to fight out. They bleed over each other, and they come back and do it next week. That's all I want out of this company right now. You know now, who he's uh, going to rip out his heart and bleed against, though, on Rampage? Uh, is, isn't uh, like Sean Dean or something? Or it's it's like guys? Sean Dean or something, yeah. It's Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty. Might as well be like Sean Dean, yeah. I was, it, it was in the general neighborhood of of yeah. um, of of the captain and whatever that crew yeah, You know is what's funny they is they've got all this footage now of Lee Moriarty losing to all these big stars. <laughs> when when he wrestled Copeland, they showed like a highlight video of, of Moriarty. Hey, look, if we had a territory system, so Lee Moriarty would have a hell of a highlight tape of him losing to a lot of guys that would really sell the bookers on bringing that kid in. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's good. He's a good, he's a good <laughs> I hand. like him a lot. It's just yeah. one of these things where it's like the Lees are going to lose for like 12 years. And then everybody's even, gonna, they're going to be in the late 30s. And it's going to be, well, time to push the young guys, you know. And I guess Shane Taylor wrestled uh, Moxley last week, right? That's so, why I was I was trying to think yeah. of Shane Taylor, and I couldn't yeah. think of that. Shane, yeah. I was laughing on the boom because uh, James was talking about Shane Taylor constantly, and he was talking about Shane Taylor Productions over yeah. and over again. It's Who's Shane Taylor Promotions. Taylor promotions. Well, yeah, yeah. But uh, I guess he did it. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he was what? Like, there's Lee and there's the other Lee. Yeah, yeah. There's like I just know it's a it's a young it's a young. Why, why are Johnson? Man. Why are Lee Johnson and Lee Moriarty? How have we not team these two up as the Lees? And that's I it. Don't. Well, no, and and Keith Lee, and Keith Lee, <laughs> they could be a six man. Sure. No, when you bring them in, when you yes, because because we <laughs> like. Well, actually, I I honestly think at some point Keith Lee is going to be in Shane Taylor Promotions again, so it's going to be Shane Taylor and two Lees. We don't have these six-man teams that we were pining for. Oh, we need trios titles. We don't have them anymore. It's been like a year and a half. So, sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll have, we the have two now. We have two now. Yeah. Although, I think they're about to become a 12-man belt. Um, I, I could be wrong. I don't know, but apparently you can lose the Ring of Honor six-man titles and immediately get a six-man match for the AEW World titles. Thank God for the rankings. Yes. Um, then we go to two people who... Uh, if you only watch AEW, and sp- especially if you only watch Dynamite, like you've forgotten that these people existed. But I, I see them every week on Ring of Honor. And this promo, um, as bad as it was, it was way better than the stuff they do on Ring of Honor, believe it or not. Um, these are the worst performers on national cable television. Johnny TV and Ty of Alfred. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Well. Uh, Tyus says, let me reintroduce ourselves to you, the most TV-ready couple in AEW. And you know they have this uh, ROH Women's TV Championship that they're going to allegedly have a tournament for at some point? She's going to win. Like, her initials are TV. Her husband is Johnny TV. Like, this, she is winning this belt. Like Their child is Mikey TV from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You know? Oh, I didn't know that. No. Um <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they uh, they're the most TV ready couple in AW. Can I've I, been watching. Can I pause or, you here? Yes, you do realize that this entire promo was basically the Miz. Oh yeah, the most must see 
WWE super. I just went, oh my goodness. And and a very, very poor imitation of Maurice. As as as, uh, as Mr. Morrison is a close personal friend of mine. That oh. will be the extent of my criticism of this he's act. A, he's a bad actor. Uh, I, will, um, so. I, I will not stand in your way, though, Mr. Mr. Fontaine. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll recap. Mr. Hawkins, said. for personal reasons, does not want to go too far into the Fair criticism. Fair enough. Some things are pissing me off. That girl trying to jump to the front of the line. Deanna. Yeah. Listen, I'm not one of those girlies who don't know who the virtuosa is. So I'm challenging you for the dynamite next week in New Orleans. Then you can get to the back of the line. And then Johnny has his one line and he says, baby, get back. And uh, they kiss and uh, swap spit. And uh, this is what they do every week. They, they, the, uh, my personal contender for worst feud of the year is in ROH, and it's Dalton Castle and Johnny TV. Are they they're feuding? Doing this, yeah, okay. they're doing this bit where Dalton Castle hasn't slept since Johnny TV cost him the uh, six-way survival of the fittest match at Final Battle, and he's trying to get a match with Johnny, and Johnny doesn't want to wrestle him, and uh, Dalton Castle gets more and more disheveled. Lexi Nair does bad acting, and... Uh, Johnny and Taya try to do worse acting, and and this every week we get one of these skits. It's oh, that brutal. sounds absolutely dreadful. That's worth your ten bucks a month right there. Um, yeah, I but like... then you also get to see Naya say "surprise, bitch." <laughs> no, that the the one with Athena in in, in the uh, in the ring I liked a lot when when she first showed up and just beat beat the crap out of her. That's that's good Nyla right there. Nyla has yeah. good comic timing. Oh yeah, Dalton Castle up until a a certain point I like. And then they give him more lines and more character work. And I don't want to see that. Well, and now he's just, he's not even doing his character anymore. He's, he's doing like, I've seen this character. I can't remember the name of it. It was in uh, paradigm pro wrestling in Las Vegas. Okay. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but it's the exact same thing he's doing and it's bad. But anyways, enough about those idiots. Uh, well, your friend. Uh, no, 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 no. We, we can continue. Okay. I swear Strickland and Jeff Hardy. <laughs> We're not um, friends. <laughs> I mentioned earlier, I mentioned it a few times. Crowd was super hot for this. Matt Hardy was with Jeff, and of course, Nana was with Swerve. And Nana's working the crowd, and uh, they were chanting, Let's go, Hardy. And there were light. Before we go, go in there, chants. before yeah. we go into there, when you yeah. watched the Hardy's entrance, yeah, did it look like they put on the brakes on their shtick a little bit? I honestly fast forwarded through it. Okay, cause cause it looked to me like it was like they came out, and and Jeff and Jeff or uh, Matt just decided to start kind of half delete delete delete, and Jeff kind of did the eh, you know, and then came down it's, to the. I guess this bit. is part of the gimmick change that they're in the middle. It, of. They're trying to be subtle with it when everybody knows what's yeah. coming, but yeah. Okay, so and then like later on, Swerve did the dance, and uh, and <laughs> that pissed Hardy off. Um, so yeah, they had a back and forth match. It was very competitive. Jeff Hardy, the guy who. Like this was honestly probably one of his better matches that he's had, like in you know, since he came back. Like he didn't really miss a lot and you know, he was super over. And I mean, there was you mentioned in our Discord that um that swerve hit a sling blade, but I'm pretty sure it was Jeff. Unless I they both was, hit one. Well, no, uh, I thought it was Swerve. Cause... Well, Jeff definitely hit one because Jeff hit okay. it and then the immediately called it. Um Okay, because was... then we got confused because I was kind of oh. watching and I was like oh. uh, and and that was when Tony yeah, so that looked like said, a sling, and then swallowed his word. Yeah, all of a it's like oh, Britt might be listening. Uh, <laughs> but uh, 
was it I, I can't remember i heard something that uh sean ron sap reported was it that or no I don't know. no 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 let's just okay. move on all right all right uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people use a sling blade i yes. think Nora suzuki uses a sling blade huh. um does he no it's t- no oh it's okada right tanahashi tanahashi uses a sling blade for sure yes he does yeah yeah so that's the that's the guy that's upset he's probably gonna have a word with uh Jeff Hardy after the match. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna Mr. Tanahashi's gonna call him and bring him into the dojo for a beating. Anyways, uh, so he took him down with a sling blade. Um, and this is where Excalibur said that a win by Hardy over Swerve could turn his career around as he's never won a belt in AEW. And uh sw- that's Swerve ran Hardy into the turnbuckles right after that, fell to the outside, took him to the top of the ring steps. They fought on the ring steps, and then Hardy hit a twist of fate on the steps, and the crowd chanted, Holy shit. Then he went for a swanton, uh, but uh, Swerve instead hit the house call. Jeff kicked out of the house call. Swerve did his WWE shocked face. Then Swerve went for the twist of fate. Hardy reversed into a backslide. Then he rolled him up for two. Then he hit three jawbreakers. And then Swerve came back with a flatliner and a suplex. Then uh, he went to the top and did the Swerve stomp and got the win. Um, Like I said, the match was good. The crowd was hot. Um, I guess Swerve moves up the rankings. That's it. Jeff Hardy's cooked. Okay. Um, there's no other way to put it. You watch it and it's just slow motion Jeff Hardy. And it's kind well, of Well, sure, sad. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean he hit everything, but yeah. Or or, or you know, and it's like and it's also, you know, okay, we're gonna watch him do matches, but we're also gonna do, watch him do Pratt Falls, and it's like you watch every time. And the I don't know if the woofing in media has been legit or part of the heel turn. But if there's some truth in it, and and the 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 Dudley boys are both kind of making allusions to wanting one match in AEW, and and mm. I don't want to see the senior set tables, ladders, and chairs match. I'm just saying that. I don't. I don't like the Hardy boys or the Hardy boys, the Hardy brothers, teaming with Mark Briscoe. Because Mark deserves better than that. Yeah, I I just kind of think someone yeah. needs to needs to take them aside and go, look, you guys are a great attraction. We'll put you on a pay per view a year on the undercard. We'll bring you back for a big pop. We'll build that match. Maybe win the ROH tag titles, and you something. can have the match, and we'll bring you in. But as weekly fixtures on this program. They got other guys. Let's build them. Dark Order. Top Flight. Private Party. I mean, the guns. We Tony the guns wrestle forever. <laughs> well, I guess they just won the six-man belts. But yeah, Tony Nese and Josh Woods. Yes. Uh, varsity Athletes, right? Uh, Garrison and Carter. Look at that rub that uh, uh, Copeland gave Griff Garrison uh, a month ago. All the way back to ROH. Yeah. Where he's facing he's not even on he's Willie, not even on ROH. Well, no, he will be this week. I think on the tapings oh, they're facing Willie Mack and uh, I can't remember the part. Well, they're going to lose that match. Yeah. Um. They uh. This show actually did not get a very good rating on Cage Match so far, by the way. But um. I, I oh, Tony. Yeah, Tony's not going to be happy about that. Um. But uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it was, I didn't like, I, again, I didn't really see that Jeff being all that bad in this. I was just kind of baffled watching this, watching the guy who's going to be challenging for the world title, probably on the next pay-per-view being like super competitive with a dude that is 20 years past his prime. But yeah, 
And and he shouldn't have been in a rankings match. It should have been somebody young and upcoming to try oh and put that over on commentary. This guy's trying to get into the top ten of, of the championship thing, and this would be a nice showcase for him win or lose or honestly whatever. you could have done Swerve and Trent, and then you could have done uh Jeff Hardy against uh Wardlow. I wouldn't mind if Nick Wayne in this position. Oh, don't get me started on Nick Wayne. When <laughs> I'm watching that match last week, and it was who is who did Edge wrestle last week? It was another senior citizen, wasn't it? Um oh, Dustin, it was it was it was no, that's Christian and Dustin. Christian and Dustin. Christian and Dustin, yeah, yeah. And Nick Wayne is on the outside, and I'm thinking, when have we last seen Nick Wayne wrestle? We have. And and meanwhile, we got Dustin Rhodes out there every week. We got Jeff Hardy, we've got Adam Copeland. And and Nick Wayne is twisting in the wind. But see, I, now he can be part of the Buck stable to get rid of all the old guys. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, a lot, a lot of people watching. Just want to remind you, hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't done already. It really helps us out, and uh, you know, pr- pr- gives us a little bit more. Uh, um, what what is it? Um, exposure, and uh, it doesn't cost you anything. So do, do that when you get a chance. So. Uh, we've got right after this. Uh, oh yeah, Renee again. Uh, she's backstage with Hangman, ah. and Hangman says, "I'm three and zero in 2024." Or she said, "You're three and zero in 2024. You should be pretty close to the top of the rankings." When they drop at the end of the month, Swerve shows up, and he says, "I'm also unbeaten in 2024." And then, uh, and then he says, "And who's who's the last guy that beat you twice?" And then Hangman says, "New year, new me." And if I was a betting man. I bet someone beats you and knocks you down the rankings. And Renee, this is where she told them that next week they're both in dealer's choice matches and you get to select the other one's opponent and swerve. Light bulb goes off in his head and he says, okay, I got to go. And I guess he's going to figure out who his opponent is. And he says, you do the rest of the interview and the interview's over. So nothing happened, but it's, you know, another, another WWE trope, but it works. So I, you know, I, I don't, I, this was fine. It was fine. I'm, I'm just, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> new year, new me. That doesn't make it better. I beat you twice already. Well, you know the rankings reset at the end at the beginning of the year. It's like uh, college football. So, it's although college football, they're going. still based on the, the previous year. But yeah, um, yeah. But no, it's your rankings reset. Remember when MJF lost to Sean Dean uh, yes. twice, and and he was never going to be anywhere near the world title uh, scene all year because uh, he lost to Sean Dean. Yeah, and then of course he took a he lost to Wardlow. Took a break and came back and won the world title. Okay, predict predict the matches for next week. Oh, that's a good one. Um, so we're uh, hangman probably Brian Cage. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's such the immediate thing as we're gonna yeah. get Page Cage. Well, they've two. done this match before and it's always oh, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, no, it's and... great, but they've done it three or four times already, I think, or twice. Or I, I can't remember how many times because we didn't pay. Hey. Didn't, didn't didn't Cage beat him at least once? Uh, or am I misremembering? Maybe? I think you're misremembering. Okay, that's fine. Who was it that Hangman consoled after their match last week? Was it Hook? Yes, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, could be Hook against. Nah, Swerve. I don't think so. No, because he'd lose, right? Yeah, um, it could be AR Fox. Uh, probably, well, maybe. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I mean, I don't know what Hangman has. See, Hangman doesn't really interact with anyone other than the Bucks. It's right. not gonna be the Bucks. Definitely isn't gonna be the Bucks. He's gonna send John Silver down there. No, they they broke up. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, Vincent. Negative one. Oh God. <laughs> Dustin. I don't know. Dustin. 
Bandito. Uh, <laughs> could be could be like from out of the company. Brian like, Keith. <laughs> oh, what about Silas Young? Silas Young. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's an important match for the rankings. Nick Gage. Nick Gage. <laughs> Nick Gage, Brian Cage, Hangman Page. <laughs> I don't know. Who do you think? It's definitely Brian Cage. I think it's uh, yeah, Brian Cage is definitely the one because it's the gonna pick from the Mogul Embassies right there. Um Although I had an inkling it might be um I mean it could might, be Quan. He, might, he might pick a friend or something of, of pages to see how he handled it, you know, that oh that that thing. But uh see see if Nick Wayne were a baby face, I'd say it's Nick Wayne. But I I, I think they're gonna go easy here and do AR Fox. Uh okay. You know who it could be for Swerve is uh Lance Archer. That's true because they just turned him. Yeah, and 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 he had issues with the Mogul Embassy. No, that's right. He had the fight with yeah. with Cage. So yeah. yeah. Okay. No, yeah. that's it. Yeah. I think you nailed it. Yeah. So Lance Archer and Brian Cage. We just booked it. Yes. Nick Wayne gets his revenge for the home invasion. Hey, I'm here for that. I don't think it'll happen, but I'd love to see it. Uh, you you took me by surprise, but I think we might have nailed it there. I do too. Uh, Okay, Thunder Rosa and Red Velvet. This was the in-ring version of the uh, of the interview segment from earlier. Yeah. Uh, no, that's not fair because the, actually the crowd did seem to like Thunder Rosa, but um, the, the, this didn't get much heat at all. It was just a basic match. Th- uh, Red Velvet got a you know a little bit of a fire up spot in the middle, um, but uh, I, I wrote down that they're moving in slow motion, and this only went maybe six seven minutes, but they kind of fell apart the last two minutes and they were just like, they couldn't figure out what was happening. And eventually Rosa kept trying to go for this like pile driver kind of thing. And she was screaming something, but we couldn't hear it. And I think what she was screaming was Tijuana bomb, um, which the announcers pointed out after she hit it, what the move was, uh, which is how she won. So she hit the uh, it's, I wrote down that it was something resembling Pentas pile driver and uh, she got the win and she moves up the rankings as well. Yes, and Red Velvet was out there because she's a veteran mid-card presence. Yeah. Unfortunately, didn't uh, <laughs> didn't click as a veteran mid-card presence should with Thunder Rosa. No. We'll right. probably get Queen Aminata next. Um, I've seen more Queen I like Aminata. Queen, I like Queen Aminata. I'm happy she's getting a shot, but I hate what they, they do this. I mean, it's it's the, uh, she, she got a little shine, so we're going to beat her three more times in a match, and then she'll get a win over you know, I think Layla I Gray or something. I don't have my sheet in front of me, but I think there's like four different people that I've seen wrestle five times already this year. Yeah. And she's one of them. Mm-hmm. And I think that the two shows I haven't watched yet, Rampage and Collision, I think she might've been on both of them. So that'll bring it up to seven, which will be way ahead of everyone else. Seven matches and, and we're in January 24th. <laughs> so she's, and, uh, and she's still doesn't have an all elite uh, graphic, did she? I don't think so. No. Okay. A lot of those matches are in ROH too. So no, I know I'm that, one. but but there were rumors that she was signed. So oh, uh, she's probably on one of those uh, tier A deals. That could um, be it. Yeah, like they Layla. showed the uh, the Savannah Bananas in the crowd forever. Like I think it was a whole team. Like they just kept cutting to different people and calling them the Savannah Bananas. And and Taz was like ragging Shivani on it a bit. Like so, I'm guess I know he used to do play by play for sports now. Team. Now I think. The Savannah Bananas are a travel team that are kind of like the Globetrotters. Oh, okay. Basically, they do comedy spots and stuff in their hmm. games in minor I leagues. I, 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 I believe I'm correct on that. There's a team like that. 
Okay. And it sounds like the Savannah bananas are that. So if somebody can hit the Google for me while I'm on on the air here and let me know. You know what the I'm best? Uh, you know what the best minor league uh, sports team name is? is I, the, they don't exist anymore. But was it like the, the buttered biscuits or something like that? Okay, it's they, were, they were they uh, were they were a a hockey team, and they were uh, a team from Georgia as well. The Macon Whoopie. I'm out of here. I don't want to. I'm not even. I'm. I'm Jeff. I'm telling you the truth. I know. No. No. It's. It's. It's great. Yeah. It's a great name. (laughs) Um, Such. I think it was the Atlanta Flames minor league team. Okay. Uh, That's that's, making Whoopi. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No. I'm dead serious. No. I. I believe you are because they do that kind of stuff. Yeah. They did a rundown here of upcoming stuff, and they got like full lineups for the next two shows, pretty much. Uh, Rampage, we got Lee Moriarty and John Moxley. Christopher Daniels against Kanosuke Takeshita. Rudy Soho. I wrote down Rudy. Ruby Soho versus Anna Jay. I feel like we've seen that match a hundred times. And the freshly squeezed four-way. Butcher, Kip Sabian, Commander, and your winner, El Hio Del Vikingo. Um, I, I can't see that going any other way, uh, to be honest. I suppose Commander could win, but um, no, this is Richard's year, man. 2024. The rankings are back, and a four way for a title shot Butcher, Kip Sabian, Commander. They're all wrestling for this title shot. Thank God for the rankings. Uh, Collision, we're going to have Orange Cassie against the winner of that match I just mentioned. Serena Deeb will be in action. Brian Danielson against Yuji Nagata. Mariah May versus Lady Frost. And I had to like do a double take. We got two women's matches announced for collision. Um, That's a two hour show. And well, but then there's only been one mat, one show in AW history that's had two women's matches on it. And the other one was a rampage, which was only one hour. Seriously. Yeah. It was just last month. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, And uh, FTR and Daniel Garcia against house of black in an escape the cage elimination. match. That's an amazing factoid, Paul. I, I didn't realize that. I thought we'd have. Well, I, and I'm talking TV. Like, obviously, there's well, no. I was thinking. I think was saying we had had at least one dynamite with two women's matches on. No, it. I believe there was one time where there was a mixed tag and then another singles match, but that was like a couple of years ago. How is but, he yeah. this bad at booking the women's division when they only have one match a week? Uh, because they only have one match a week. That's true. I, I think that's it. And then next week, uh, Dynamite, uh, Deanna Perrazzo and Taya and Hangman and Swerve's Dealer Choices matches. So that is that. And uh, Tony Schiavone was in the ring. And uh, March 3rd is drawing near. And uh, that's Revolution, of course. He brings out Sting and Darby. That's only like six weeks away. And they're, they've sold so many tickets for that show. It's incredible. Like 16000 or something. Yeah, they've expanded it. I mean, I thought about yeah. flying out there for that show. I, I did. think, I I think really they're going to, like, that. if they open it up and they take away the stage, like, they may get 20 in there. Um, there's a dude in the front row that looked exactly like a young Sting. Like I like like 1997 Crow Sting. Like I, it was unbelievable how much he looked like him. Um, so Darby said he wants to talk about a few things, and he says whenever I do radio and TV, they ask me what's it like to team with the Icon Sting. Of course, they also tell me that I should slow down or I'm going to have to retire before he does. And he says, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. I want to talk about the impact you had on my career. Started in 2015 in my first year in this business, and uh, when your career nearly ended due to a neck injury. All these years later, I heard you're coming back to AW, and you remember this part, Sting. I flew to your house in Texas. Within five minutes, I looked you dead in the eye and said, you still got it. And they cut away to Matt and Nick watching backstage, and 
they they like matt was talking to somebody over a phone i thought they were going to cut off their feet or something but nothing happened nothing ever they were acting like they were being in gorilla in wwe they had they had the weird television angle that wwe always does and they were wearing headsets yeah but they weren't like no they were aren't they well, no, but they like they didn't. They weren't in Gorilla, I don't think. I think they. Well, were no, no, they weren't in Gorilla. They were pretending yeah. to be in Gorilla. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then he says, "I told you to get back in the ring and finish your career on your own terms." And he says, "Now that the rankings are back, we should be the number one contenders for Ricky Starks and Big Bill because we're twenty-seven and zero. And yeah, I mean, I don't know why they haven't been perpetual number one contenders. They've beaten everybody." Um, he says, we'd be kind of dumbasses not to take the opportunity. So just like all these years in Texas, I'm going to say it one more time. You still got it. And I'm not alone this time. So he gets the crowd to start chanting, you still got it. He says, what do you say, Sting? Do you want to end your career as AEW tag champions? And he grabs the mic and Sting, we got Sting chants. And he says, all right, Savannah, I'm all in. And when he says that, they took the shot with the all in in London in the background. That was a really nice production uh, thing. They they make a lot of mistakes, but this one wasn't. Yeah, but it so. confused me. Well, because you thought the match was all in, yeah. Well, no, but well, yeah, and I also thought um, possibly that that meant that Greensboro wasn't his last match, and that oh, all yeah, in no. would be his last match. And then they go, oh, just... it's his last match in the states, but he's going to do this one last yeah, match. I, I think it was just an unfortunate uh, choice. Okay. But it's legitimate, I, I was thinking about this throughout the entire for the rest of the show and going, mm. did they just renege on the promise? I don't think Sting's so. last match. I mean, okay. I know Tony wanted him to do all in, but I don't think he's going to. Uh, we got a viewer slash listener from Ireland. So hello, uh, Dally Pool. Uh, what do you think of this promo? I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know what? And they, there was a comment that I missed and I didn't even hear it until you, you guys were doing your recap last week that Darby had brought up the tag team titles. I, I just completely missed that when I was watching it. So, I I had somebody DM me something and <laughs> I want to bring it up to you. Well, my thought was that Darby just thought the Bucks were the champions. Well, th- <laughs> there's that. But 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 it's but it's mostly about the last match and the booking of it because everybody's expecting certain things out of it, but they're like because uh, and with the flair involvement and everything, uh, yeah. you know, they're expecting you know like Flair's going to try and turn on him and, and fail. But first, <laughs> I guess what if they do all this and Darby turns on Sting? Oh, to end his career. And I wow. thought about it for a moment, and I went. There's no way in hell they're going to ruin that moment. And then I went, yeah, but. (laughs) And thought about it for a second. I don't know how you could book it to make sense. But it's an intriguing possibility to me. Oh, It it just is. I'm just going to leave it at that. Twan corrected me. There was one night where Jade Cargo beat uh, somebody for the TBS belt. And then Serena D beat Katie Arquette in a five-minute rookie challenge. So... I stand corrected. So, oh yeah, and uh, uh, Dallypool points out that The Rock Thank did you, that Andy. head of the table line, and and he also did the all in line in a yeah. tweet or yep. uh, Instagram post. Um, yeah, so I I think Darby's going to end up being Sting. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's probably going to go his whole career and not turn heel. Like, we're going to forget that uh, you know the the minor spot where he joined the NWO and in TNA when, when he was part of the millionaires club, but yeah. Um, you know, they, basically Darby's going to be sting once sting retires. I, I agree. I, yeah. I think that's, that's, I think, I think sting gives him the trench coat and the, uh, and the bat 
and uh, and that's it. And we but uh, let's get to the next promo. Yes, because um, I want to talk about the entire angle. So okay, all right. So Ricky and Bill, yeah, backstage, yeah. Yep. So Sting and Darby, thank you so much for finally having the respect to address us by name. Thank you for having the respect. This is Bill talking for addressing us as the AEW Tag Team Champions. As far as your challenge goes, we accept your challenge. Ricky says, you started your career with me and a partner of mine. He's talking about Sting, and he's talking about his AEW career. And uh, I think that was Powerhouse Hobbs. And he says, but me and the best partner I've ever had will be the end of you. You're not making it to revolution, so just lay down so we can walk right over you and Darby Allen. thought it was solid. This was perfect for what it should be. Yeah. It really was. They're losing. That's what I don't get here. Okay. Because to me... The move is Sting and Darby win the titles at his final match, and then they vacate them in a tournament for tag teams. But you, but you let Sting go out on top. Darby has no use for these tag titles in any way, mm-hmm. and, and then and then you move on from them. You know, unless <laughs> again, so, unless they're a tag team, and Darby's just going to nail them with a title to lose it. You know, it's it's one of those things. It's I agree. I agree with what you're saying about what's going to happen at Revolution. I just think they're going to go in as champions. But I think the reason is is because there's a little bit of 3D chess going on, and people are going to think they're going to be more inclined to believe that the Bucks are going to win. Yes, if Sting and Darby are the champions going in, because they're outthinking, they're overthinking. Yes, this, then. yes, they are. They are because I don't think this belt, I don't think this match needs the titles. But I also think that Tony wants to have Sting retire as a champion. Like you had that one idea of him be, retiring as a TBS champ, and TNT, my guess yeah. is, my guess is that or TNT, yeah, my guess is him that, retiring uh, as a TBS champion would be very interesting booking yeah. for me. Yes, him and uh, Julia Sting, Hart. our first intergender champion yeah. in AEW. Um, no, he, uh, but no, if he, um, oh, yeah, I, I, lost th- I, oh, think, I think that was probably proposed to him, the TNT title thing, and he didn't want to do a singles match. I think the Bucks Ooh. screw Sting and Darby in, in the match against Bill and that could be, and yeah. thing, and it turns into a three way at Revolution. Yes. Oh, I don't like that. That, w- that way you can that way you can cover for Sting's deficiency. It can be a walking brawl. He can jump off something tall on top of four people. Yeah, maybe. I just I just don't. I don't it just like it, feels but... that way. I don't I don't okay. understand the booking of giving them the titles going in. It, it does nothing say, for Sting and Darby. I will say that I think it's a great idea what they did, and they announced later that this match is going to happen two weeks in Phoenix. Yes, that is great. They're going to sell yes. a lot of tickets for that because it Sting's going for a title. Like, it, and they it, owe Phoenix because Phoenix last. Yeah. I think that first time they did AEW there was just a dumb yeah. show that they did. Bad card, they yeah. Were, this is going to be big. This yes. is gonna be big. Yeah, and it's also I think um, it, it, they're they're not going to have much competition that week either. So, um, yeah, this was uh, yeah. Leon uh, points. Leon points out that the crowd was really bad tonight. Yeah, we mentioned that. Um, if Darby, I like this idea by Jason. If Darby turns on Sting, you could have that one final match at all. That's in. what I was thinking. Was that's yeah. why I thought they they foreshadowed that. It's like okay, one more match, you know, um, that could be. I, I you know I I would I I would I'm here for that. But but you know, okay, let, let me ask you this: Are they are they? You know how WWE will plot applause lines and and cheer lines and kind of yeah. you know in, in pros. Are they overthinking thinking that that because Sting gets screwed, somebody's going to start a chant of one more match? 
I mean, maybe. Um, or it could just be, you know, like I would not get the Greensboro crowd angry though and use them for heat. That's the other thing. It's like the Greensboro has too much history with Sting in terms of, you know, they bought it like slash WCW. You 15, don't want to do that. Sixteen thousand people bought tickets to see to Sting see Sting's match. last match and to see Sting win. You don't want to. You yeah. don't want to let them go on a sour yeah. note. I, I really do. Like, I think that the best thing to do is just basic. You know, Sting and Darby win. They retire as champs. They do a tournament. Tony loves his tournaments, and uh, for new tag team titles. You know, and, and how about how, how about this? Okay, because I'm trying to figure out how we get there. The Bucks screw uh, Sting and Darby um, from winning the titles from Bill and uh, and Ricky. and Ricky by hitting Ricky and Bill. Oh, and then that sets up, and then and then that sets up, and that sets up a match in another oh, week or so. And then Ricky and Bill lose the titles, to lose the, Bucks. the title to the Bucks, and the Bucks go in as champs. In but the Greensboro. problem there is, I don't think you want to take away Sting's unbeaten streak. There's you got that too. Well, so, the, uh, yeah, well the, he doesn't get pinned though. You can DQ him. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's he's still gonna be 27. Really? Okay, no, that's a yeah. good point too. Yeah. So I I just think it's gonna be basic. I think they're gonna win the titles and they're gonna defend them against the Bucks and then they're gonna retire and the belts are retired. That's what I think. So we'll see what happens. Well, I don't think the belts get retired or maybe that version of the belts type well of no thing. like yeah I mean they, they'll they'll be vacated. And okay. Then, yeah. You know, yeah. Or right. maybe Darby will get to pick a partner. You can get Nick Wayne. Uh, Edge or Copeland. Edge, oh, God. Uh, all right. Gates of Ag- And man, okay, this was over. And I'm like, how much time is left in the show? We still have two matches, and one of them is a title match. And we have the Gates of Agony and Brian Cage against the acclaimed and daddy ass. And uh, I'm not going to say too much about this match. They, they, the whole key to this match was they, you know, it was basically, it was a, total 100% basic average match um and the guns uh so the Aubrey got distracted Khan got a chair and he was about to hit Billy Gunn with it took forever and then Jay White took the chair and ran away and then he sat on the top of the stage and then the uh the young guns uh powerbomb Nana through a timekeeper's table and then that ended up allowing the claim to just hit all their finishers and uh they even hit the 310 to Yuma on uh, Cage, uh, to, and then Famous Ron Khan, Arrival by Bowens, Mic Drop by Caster, Billy covered for the win. Yes, the whole that. deal was that Jay White returned the favor for Bowens, saving them. That's it. Right. And I'd see, I didn't even know about that. Against the same team. Okay. Okay, great. there you go. There you go. So did they do something on Collision? or Like, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. No, they did the, they did the, uh, the coming together spot. Oh, when they won the belt? Well, the no, 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 no. They, they became the oh, okay, bang, gotcha. scissor gang. Gotcha. I missed that. They got new shirts too. Yes. Yeah, gold and pink. Um, I just thought they should have been Bullet Club pink, but I guess Bang Bang Scissor Gang has a better ring to it. I not much to say about this. You got anything, Dad? There's not much of a half life for the merchandise since it's going to be over by March. Uh, Jason <laughs> is right here. the The distraction spot with uh, Aubrey was very bad. I mean, and and the fact that Khan was taking forever with that chair. Yeah, I don't know. I I couldn't figure out what was going to happen. I didn't even think of Jay White. I should have, but yeah, it took forever. We got a Serena D video package. It was good. She's returning Saturday. She has a message to the vision. Professor is ready to return, and the wait is over. Um, I should point out that in that six man match, they did a commercial break, and when they came back, Tony said that was the last break of the show. So um, everything from that point on was pretty rushed. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, because I think the match started with like I think like what five minutes to the top of the that hour. Was, that was my opinion of Suzuki and and Copeland. This was it was rushed yeah. and it didn't need to be, and they should have marked out more time for it. And, and they uh, did almost nothing. Uh, yeah, they did almost nothing, and this should have been this should have been more of a happening than it was. I, I thought it should. I thought it should have kicked off the show. Honestly. Um, they could have gone longer if they would have done that. They could have still done the commercial. They could have gimmick. taken their time. They could have worked this yeah. crowd a little bit more and yeah. gotten them hot. Yes, I agree. It's one yeah. of those things where this felt this felt anticlimactic to me. I got to be honest with you. I watched it. I thought it was fine for what they were doing, but it's kind of like, ah, oh, that's it for their one match that they're probably ever going to do. Okay. Um. So Edge came out with a jersey that said VJHC, and I had no idea what it was. And it was the, I don't know if you ever heard of this, the Violent Gentleman Hockey Club. That's what this was. Um, apparently it's a thing. And I'm looking at a picture on Instagram of someone wearing the same jersey Edge had, which was an 11 jersey. And it said blood and sweat on the back. This one goes to 11. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what the point of it was, but um, it was there. Uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one that had that question. So hopefully I'm, I'm now on the site. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Adam Copeland, Minoru Suzuki, main event. Minoru did his, did his entrance. They didn't screw it up. Um, we got holy shit chance before they even locked up, uh, but it was only like 12 people. Um, they start (laughs) off trading punches and forearms. I'm not wrong. Am I like, it was pretty light chant. No, you're good. Um, they start off trading punches and forearms and that kind of fired up the crowd. And then, uh, you know, they did a bunch of stuff and then they go to the outside edge, speared them both through a barricade that got some holy shit chance. And uh, this is where Edge pointed out that Minoru Suzuki had won 76% of his fights by submission in MMA and uh, 22 fights. Tony Schiavone pointed out that we're going to go into overtime if need be because he says that every week. And uh, that this is also the most difficult match of the Cope Open. Uh, they barely beat the 10 count, but they got back in. Uh, some people tried to get a This Is Awesome chant going, but they didn't because these guys were doing pretty much nothing. Um, they got back to their feet. They started trading forearms, then slaps. They knocked each other out. Crowd popped for that. Tony Schiavone, breaking news from Tony Khan. And this is where they announced the uh, title match in Phoenix. Uh, we got some Let's Go Adam and Suzuki chants. Uh, Adam went for a spear. Suzuki reversed it, put on the Fujiwara armbar. Uh, Edge escaped, finally hit the spear. Suzuki got a sleeper, and he had this in tight. Like, Edge's face was turning purple. Yes. Yeah, and uh, he looked like he was going to pass out. Uh, Bryce checked on him, just did the one arm. Screw thing. you, sports entertainment guy. I'm going to get a little snug with you. This yeah. was be- <laughs> this is becoming a thing, right, with this arm dropping, because I know there's a lot of talk about the uh, Joe match last week, and then on Rampage, they, they completely contradicted themselves, and then here they did one, and Edge got out. But anyway, I disagree with the thought that this can't be brought back. I do too. As a spot. I think, I mean, it was part and parcel of my youth uh, in terms of you have a guy in there, the one, two, and then I'm going to power up, you know, the kind of thing. Also, you can have, um, you can also like, like the ref can stop the match at any time. So you can do the three spot, but if the, if the guy's clearly out, they just give you another tool to have. You you can have the tap out, you can have the ref stoppage, and you can also have this three drop. Or you can and, just do it at once. And then I got to point out, uh, so after he escapes the uh, the the sleeper, Edge went to do the kill switch. And, oh, my God, he couldn't get Suzuki around. He, Suzuki was not in the right position. He dropped. Suzuki didn't come close to hitting the mat. 
this was the worst kill switch I've ever seen. Yeah, and, it wasn't good. But he got the pin. Um, and then uh, after he beats him, he tries to shake Suzuki's hand. Suzuki <laughs> snubbed him, walked away. Um, the match was fine. It was a Suzuki match, kind of. Not even really. <laughs> this was uh, not great. I didn't think. I'm sure some no, people were rave about I, it. I, want, but... I wanted something a little more, and I thought the two of them could have done it. You, you don't need to have a high work rate match. You got two grizzled old bastards in there, and I really wanted to see more of it. I really did. And yeah, and it was it was nine minutes, and uh, it was not great. Um, and then uh, yeah, so they did that spot, and then Edge said, "I honestly, I would have been I would have been disappointed if you would have." of uh shook my hand so i don't know why he asked him to and then he said that was a war i've never been hit that hard in my life and uh, i think that was a shoot brother and uh, he said the kind of war christian cage knows nothing about christian i'm still coming for you and he throws down the mic and uh, not sure why we need an overrun for that but we did (laughs) and uh yeah that was that match was fine i don't think it's we're not doing that dally but even suzuki (laughs) is becoming the law of diminishing returns yeah on this show a little bit yeah i mean it's been a while but you get yeah. the suzuki match and he loses usually i mean the fact is that i don't i don't think people are clamoring for adam copeland against Minoru suzuki there's about 15 guys in aw that i could have said oh yeah i'd love to see that guy wrestle suzuki adam copeland's not one of them yeah in my opinion I'm sure there's some people out there that really love this. I saw people super excited when. Well, I think it was the Styles Clash that was really exciting for people. It was one of those things where it's like, all right, Edge has never wrestled a guy like Minoru Suzuki in terms of that kind of style. Yeah, that's true. And Minoru Suzuki probably never wrestled somebody like Edge. And I think that's probably what excited him about the match, too. It's like, all right, never wrestled. And it happened. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. That's why. (laughs) So, yeah, I. I don't know. It, it was fine, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Cope. And then, yeah, yeah. Tony Giovanni pointed out that it's been, that's his fourth. And it might be a while before he gets to number five because uh, that this match took a lot out of him. And he was huffing and puffing. Like he worked his ass off in those nine minutes and 26 seconds. And Minoru didn't even break a sweat, um, you know, because he's freaking Minoru Suzuki, murder grandpa. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Jason agrees with you about the uh, the spot with the arms. Um, so that's about it. Yep. Um, big show, uh, in two weeks. Anyways, uh, next week could be good. Uh, this weekend looks fun, but man, there's so much going on this weekend. Hopefully I'll catch up. I still haven't watched Rampage or Collision from last week, but I will. Uh, you want to get your plugs in? We're a little over time. Sure. I, I forgot. I forgot to ask Garrett if we could, if we could do an overrun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll just do two hours like the other show. Um, oh, yeah. Shake Them Ropes this week turns 10 years old. So I hope to have original host Rob McCarron back for a short spell before going nice. with Chris about uh, it's Royal Rumble week. It's the start of the hot period of WWE between now and Mania. And Royal Rumble is very, very interesting this year for a number of reasons, um, especially with Dwayne joining uh joining the board of directors of TKO. And also we'll talk about that big Netflix deal about raw as well. Plus giving our winners for all the matches at uh, the Royal rumble and anything that uh, we want to bring up on uh, AEW this week that will drop in your pod catching feeds, either Friday or Saturday, or maybe even Sunday, depending on when Chris gets back from Dallas, he's on the road right now. Uh, You can follow me at crap game, 13 arcane jokes, Bengals football, 
you know, the usual stupidity from me. Uh, <laughs> Rock gets names to the board of directors, and his daughter is the general manager of NXT later that day. <laughs> Coincidence? Probably. <laughs> um, me, I'm at Paul Ace Fontaine on uh, DX. Uh, you can uh, follow me. I tweet about this, sh- about Dynamite, about MMA, UFC, uh, other stuff when I feel like it, post pictures of my daughter. Um, and uh, I do a show with Brian Frederick about MMA on this very website. Uh, it's in your audio feed in the clinch, the MMA podcast. We had some breaking news this week from Dana White that kicked off the show uh, straight from the horse's mouth uh, that they signed Kayla Harrison. So you can Ooh. check that out. Put the clip up on YouTube as well. So, uh, yeah. So for Jeff Hawkins, I've been Paul Fontaine, and this has been The Dynamite Show. Later.